1: Get paid for your pad, get paid for your pad, get paid
0: for your pad. Welcome to episode 248 of Get Paid for Your Pad. Today I have a guest on the show who's already been on the show before actually in episode number 193, How to Become an Airbnb Entrepreneur. I'm talking to Sid Kosatsky. Sid, welcome to the show.
1: Thanks, Jasper. It's really great to be back, man.
0: How's it going, dude? How's Halifax?
1: Amazing. It's uh, really hot and humid, right in the middle of summer. It's the beginning of August here, uh, but it's beautiful. Tourism season's booming, and lots of guests coming in. Got about a 98% occupancy all around. It's wow, phenomenal.
0: That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah, so the reason why I wanted to talk to Sid again is back in October 2017, he, he only had a couple Airbnb listings, but he was working on some some really good systems in place to, to skill his business. He started his own cleaning company because um, basically to help him with cleaning his apartments. And he has, since then, he's uh, seen some pretty amazing growth. Uh, he's managing over 25 units now. Um, so that's quite a, that's quite an increase from uh, just about eight months ago, and he's uh, he's done a lot of cool things. So I, I'm really excited to to have him back. Um, Sid, do you wanna do you wanna quickly just explain how you got started uh, as an Airbnb entrepreneur?
1: Woo! Yeah, great intro. Uh, if anyone remembers episode 193? I think I explained it a bit. I, it was, it was accidental entrepreneurship, to be honest. I just had my one house on Airbnb. Um, I was listening to your podcast a lot back then and I was listening to all kinds of entrepreneurial podcasts, really had this big goal of becoming an entrepreneur, hiring a VA, going on podcasts. It's kind of just what everyone seemed to be doing in this magical world of podcasts. Um, Yeah, so it took a lot of what I learned from entrepreneurial podcasts and I built systems to create an Airbnb management company because I was already doing it. I was learning so much about it. I was getting good with just my one Airbnb listing that I'd had for a few months. And it was recommended to me that I manage other people's Airbnbs. So made HostOften.com really as a practice business um, just so I could learn a bit about business I'm a high school grad, and I've never actually worked for a company. I've been in the military the last 10 years. So this practice business was supposed to just kind of give me a feel for entrepreneurship. But man, it really worked. I uh, took a lot of really crazy, risky moves, um, and I have not crunched any numbers. But uh, it's paid off for sure. And I'd say I owe... 90% Ninety percent of it to other people's imaginations. So I'm not afraid to reach out, um, have relationships with my competitors, mostly globally. Because really, uh, being in different markets, other Airbnb management companies are no threat to me. So just sharing knowledge with competitors, networking, and then hiring like crazy. So I always hire way ahead of my needs and have a pretty big team that does a lot of the a lot of the work.
0: Yeah, you told me you've set up a uh, a team of a bunch of uh, virtual assistants um, to help you manage your your business. And I think when I look at your story, one thing that really stands out is how you've created such efficient systems um, to manage all these listings. And so we're we're going to talk all about that. But first. Um, one question that comes to mind is, so how do you get started? How do you go from, from just your own unit to, to several units? Cause once you have a good reputation and you're managing a lot of units, you know, you can take advantage of this word of mouth advertising, but how do you get those first couple clients?
1: You know what here, it was really just letting people know that I exist. Um, even today, telling people that I have an Airbnb management company or vacation rental or short-term rental management company, whatever you want to call it. People just have no idea that a service like that exists. Um, And it's pretty exciting because I'd say nowadays, pretty much everyone knows about Airbnb. I still hire some cleaners for my cleaning company. um, And for whatever reason, uh, they've never heard of it. I have to explain what Airbnb is, but for the most part, any property owner has heard of Airbnb. They know what it is, but they, they don't know that an Airbnb management company exists. So people thinking about renting their home part-time or turning their investment property into a vacation rental, think that they got to do everything on their own. They got to go out there. They got to find the cleaners. They got to figure out all that systems. They got to respond and, and do really every piece of it. And it's essentially creating a business, just having one Airbnb. So from the get-go, I just had to tell people, I can do it for you. And that is pretty much enough, being really confident in the service, of course, because at the beginning, it was just me doing absolutely everything. So I knew I could handle it Um, and then having to build the the teams to handle more properties as I go. But yeah, I've always been really confident that we can provide an an amazing service, you know, just just through the experience that we've had.
0: So you've never done any sort of marketing to to get more clients cuz your story kind of reminds me of uh, Eric Miller who was on uh, episode 175 and he would he would do lots of lots of outreach you know he'd go on grexlist.com and he finds you know find landlords that are looking to rent their places and then he would contact them and you know just do a lot of sort of work to acquire new clients and it's, it sounds like for you it's it's not being that hard it sounds like the people just kind of came to you
1: Yeah. Eric Moeller is a networking genie. He's amazing. He's a very skilled real estate investing entrepreneur. Um, And he's just open to talk to anybody. I definitely take a lot from him. I've reached out to him a few times. Um, We have really good conversations and have talked about actually doing different deals together. He has a really great company. Um, Yeah. I actually heard him on your show originally um, and kind of inspired me to come on soon after. Um, Some things he's doing, he's created a really great Facebook group and a whole network and Airbnb summit. So I've done a little bit of mini versions of that uh, in my local city. Uh, I created Airbnb host Nova Scotia. So that's for the province. And I actually reached out to all kinds of people on Airbnb and let them know that this community exists. And it's just like a no advertising uh, forum for people to be able to share knowledge. And and that's worked out really well, you know, 30% of the hosts in Nova Scotia, at least are in that group. So that kind of helped establish me as I guess a bit of an authority on Airbnb here. Um, and then really for me, a lot of networking has let me grow faster than I need to because at the start, um, and up until recently, I was the one who had to onboard all the clients, have the customer relations. So I could only take on so many properties at once. Now, as I'm scaling, I'm starting to do the, the more traditional marketing. Um, I'd say coming on this podcast right now is obviously a form of marketing, but doing SEO and Facebook ads, and I've spoken at some investor events uh, for other real estate investors, all that kind of stuff, definitely helps spread the word.
0: So let's talk about the VAs that you've hired, because I've hired a lot of VAs in my, uh, in, in, in my entrepreneurial journey. journey. In the last eight years, and from my experience, it's it's pretty hard to find a good VA. Now, I've tried all different things, like you know, going Upwork. Um, I've gone through companies that that uh, that provide VAs. Um, I've reached out to you know people that work for my friends. I've tried all sorts of ways, and uh, it's, I always find it challenging because because you you're looking for someone who's affordable and does a good job. And, and and those things tend to not go hand in hand like my experience is if you hire somebody who's who's really who doesn't charge very much then generally you end up spending quite a lot of time like managing or correcting the 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 work and then if you hire somebody who does a really good job you generally have to pay a lot more so so can you talk about you know what are the ways to find the good vAs and then also one question that i have for you is do you pay them per hour or per assignment? Because that's another thing I've, I've been struggling with.
1: Good questions. I got to say, you get what you pay for. So off the bat, I started hiring from Fiverr. Uh, I think I'd maybe just hired my first VA last time I was on the show. And you get what you pay for financially but also with your time so that's what I even to this day really struggle with is giving people the time they need so you can actually get really affordable VAs all you have to do is put the time in to help them grow and maybe a little bit sidetracking here but one way I've, I've really figured out how to maximize my time is by creating video tutorials so do that if you're going to hire a VA it's probably not going to be the last VA you hire so Day one, or even before you hire your VA, create videos that outline exactly what you need them to do. Um, It's going to save you so much time. Don't write long emails or process manuals. Videos are amazing. I use use useloom.com, it's a free screen sharing um, video tutorial app. So, hiring from Fiverr, hiring from Upwork later on, I did have uh, some struggles with VAs. It was hard to get people to really. Do what I, I really expected from them. And I was only expecting maybe 70, 80% of what I um, would be doing, but that still requires a lot of training. So, pretty soon in, um, I decided I'd spend money instead of time and hired a virtual assistant management company that specializes in cleaning. And the thing is, they had cleaning companies themselves, they used the same software that I was using for my cleaning company. So I thought, these guys are specialists. I'm going to actually get a lot of cleaning systems from them. Their their VAs are trained to run the company. Boom, I can just get hands off, have this VA come in, do pretty much all of the work that I don't want to do. Um, What I found, though, was it still required a ton of my time. Um, She wasn't getting the training that she should have from them. And they were doing zero supervision. And they kind of changed their model partway through and told me, oh, you know what? We're actually not a VA management company. We are just a recruiting company and we'll just give you VAs and then we'll guarantee that they'll do work for you, but we're not going to manage them for you. But then that even changed again and they weren't really overseeing them. So I realized uh, a few months in, I realized pretty, pretty late actually that um, they weren't really doing much of anything besides finding me the VA. And I thought that was actually a pretty, pretty hard job to do. You know, where do they find these decent VAs. Um, so I ended up creating my own hiring ad and it was just, you know, a a paragraph of exactly what I was looking for, kind of pieced together things from other people I saw. Um, and what really made it unique for me was that I asked eight key questions that were not your traditional questions you'd use to hire a VA. Things like, um, you know, What makes you unique? What makes you want to get out of bed in the morning? Where do you see your career in two years? What's your ideal outcome? Regardless of working for me and trying to get people not to talk about, you know, what they're going to do for my company, but who they are as people and, you know, trying to find someone that actually, you know, that I'd want to drink a beer with. Um, And then just said at the bottom of the ad, make sure you read this thoroughly Attention to detail is required. And I posted that. Um, I'm going to give away a pretty massive secret here for anyone struggling to hire. I posted it in Facebook groups. I just looked up virtual assistant Facebook groups at the time I was pretty sold on um, the work ethic and the morals from people I've met from the Philippines. Um, Really, really love the Filipinos I work with. Um, So I posted in some Filipino virtual assistant groups uh, and maybe one out of every five people would actually read through the ad and respond to the questions. So I just ignored everyone that would comment on Facebook or send me a private messenger. I'd only respond to people who would email me and have really good answers to the questions It showed that they cared. They weren't just applying to every single job. They wanted to work with me. Um, And surprisingly from that, I ended up hiring my operations manager, which is, I mean, it's a long story to get me to this point, but I was just hiring someone to do some of the communications for Airbnb for me. And now she is managing a team of seven VAs underneath her and creating all the processes. And really, she does it all. She's really brilliant. Um, Yeah, it just all kind of came from that one Facebook ad. Wow, that's awesome. That's really good information. I've got my
0: assistance mainly through friends now but uh, i think that's a really smart idea to to you know to ask those questions and uh that way you can kind of it immediately just kind of filters filters out the you know the the competent people versus the non-competent i guess
1: absolutely you know what i'll uh i'll share all those questions you can put them in the show notes if anyone wants to use my process because i know it works uh i'd be really happy if everyone was able to find great employees the same way i was yeah, thanks. That's that's great. I'll definitely post the, those in the show notes that you can
0: always find at getbaitforyourpad.com slash podcasts. And you'll find all the episodes there. Almost 250 now. Um, one question I have for you is,
1: what software are you using for your cleaning company? It's Launch 27. I think I was... I don't know if I was using it when I first started. Um, it's pretty smooth software where it just gives me an online booking platform. Um, What's really great about it is my market's pretty dated. So the biggest cleaning companies here have been around 30 years and they're doing things the same way. You call, they send someone over for an estimate. Um, But it actually took me seven months from actually creating the cleaning company before I was number one spot on Google for cleaning companies, Halifax, not every time, but I'm always top three spots. And that was actually just hiring a VA through Upwork to do backlinking and then another VA to do some blogging and got me to the top of Google. So when people obviously click the first link on Google, um, when they see that there's an online booking form and they don't have to talk to anybody, they just book their cleaning right away. And yeah, so Launch 27 is what I use for that. And it's really streamlined things.
0: Sweet. So. Let's talk about tips and advice that you have for people who are looking to get into the business. Um, last time we spoke, you, you you shared some really good advice, but now, obviously, you know, going from just a few listings to all the way up to twenty five, I'm sure you've learned a lot of valuable lessons in the, in the last uh, six to eight months or so. So, I would love to to hear the device. So imagine imagine you're talking to somebody who has one listing and who's saying, okay, I want to be an Airbnb entrepreneur like you. I want to manage other people's listing.
1: Like, how do I start? What should I do? For anyone who wants to be an entrepreneur from experience, I could say, just do it right now. Just do it. I never wrote a business plan. I did not crunch the numbers. I actually just went out and maxed a whole bunch of credit cards all at once and did it from talking to all kinds of other investors who've gone to school and are trying to, you know, become a real estate investing entrepreneur or a management company. Um, I find people really get analysis paralysis, really going through the numbers and and never actually pulling the trigger. So step one is just do it now. It doesn't really matter how you do it. Um, As long as you're taking action every single day, you're going to do, you're going to do something. It's when you give up, or you don't learn from your mistakes and grow, or if you never try at all, that's when you're going to fail. Um, But if you are wanting to scale up from one into a management company, well, first, you probably already know if your market is the right market to do it or not. For me, eight months ago, um, there was only one other management company visible on Google. They're really great. They're phenomenal. Um, I think they've probably... Gotten a lot better since I came around because now they have a competitor and they actually make me a lot better. It's good having some competition, but make sure your market has a need for it. You know, if if you're in a big city that has a hundred management companies, think about are you going to offer a better service than everyone else? That it's really needed. Um, for here in Halifax, the amount of Airbnbs have doubled in the last year, so I probably wouldn't start my company here now. Um, and then make sure that you really have the time to do it. So I was doing all of the the uh, communications myself at the start. I really loved it. You can do one, two, three properties, no problem, and give a really excellent service. I don't know what happens with scaling, but all of a sudden all kinds of issues seem to come up every day. Cleaners not showing up, guests getting locked out in the middle of the night. Um, so once you start getting a few properties, you need someone to take over the communications. Um, you're not going to really be able to run the business properly. So as we were talking about before hiring VAs, I hired, uh, call centers when I first started, Uh, um, I scaled by using the master lease model. I went out and rented five places all at once. Um, and as soon as I did that, I hired, Um, a pretty well-known property management software customer service, uh, and they charge 5% of revenue. And they were not really doing what I needed them to. I spent a month using them. And multiple times a day, I'd be messaging back and forth with my customer service rep, asking them why they were asking um, certain questions. Like they'd ask people's age, which is discriminatory. And they wouldn't respond sometimes for two days. And It ended up being more time-consuming to manage their company than to have just done it myself. So it was at the end of that process that I hired Cindy, who is my amazing operations manager, um, who's really helped me scale. And since then, I just only do everything in-house. I don't use any other companies. Um, I have found that most entrepreneurs like myself are just making things up as they go. Um, so if you are hardworking, you could probably do a better job than most companies out there. Um, but yeah, make sure you have your system set up. Um, don't promise people a service you can't deliver. So I offer 24 seven communication, which requires me to have at least six or seven full-time virtual assistants on all the time. So we can operate around the clock. But if you are just going to be doing it yourself for the first few properties, you got to let your clients know that um, there will be no one answering the phones in the middle of the night if you're trying to get some sleep. Um, But yeah, that's kind of like the basics to get started is you're you're really going to need to build that team. At the start, you don't really need to do any advertising, just go out there and start networking. Um, I never really went to many networking events myself. I kind of reached out to people on LinkedIn and formed my own connections. Um, Just kind of like we were talking about before the show, Jasper, you just reach out to your other connected friends and they introduce you to someone and you introduce them and they just kind of keep paying it forward. So I found that networking events, um, I never really went to many, are a little bit exhausting, but forming real relationships is very helpful, and um, if you are in a market where there aren't many other management companies, well, that's really great because the relationships that you build, if you have a good product, product to offer them, they're going to be your brand ambassadors. They'll be your salespeople. So a lot of the clients that we get coming in um, are through word of mouth from just people who spread the word. You know, if if anyone mentions Airbnb, um, a lot of people I've met will will tell them about Hostoff and. Um, And all of our clients actually have been spreading the word for us. Our clients are our best brand ambassadors. So they're actually helping us grow pretty much as fast as as we'd like right now.
0: And I've noticed on your website, um, so your website is for people who have a property and they want you to manage it, but you also, people can also actually book those properties on your website, right?
1: Yeah, that's definitely true. So I started the website just for proof of concept, going back to what we were talking about. I was just getting enough clients as I needed by talking to people. you know, I probably only take one a month, I felt, at the start until I started taking five at once. But the website was just to prove that we existed. So I'd meet someone, I'd tell them about and They'd go to hostoff.com which is a website that I had a VA create for 150 bucks. I think. Um, they chose that price, not me. I swear, I'm not, I'm not cheap. But um, yeah, it was just it's just so people knew that we're a real company. Now I'm actually starting to beef it up. Um, to actually attract more clients. That's what we need to do more than anything is attract clients. Um, we have really no trouble getting guests through Airbnb, but as we expand our service globally, which is what we're working on now, um, we want guests to be able to book host off often property, just through our website. So we have a system in place to do that. Um, and what we found is just through Airbnb alone, um, a lot of our guests, business travelers, especially um, stay at our properties frequently. We have some of our best guests that stayed at over 10 of our different properties. So realize that brand loyalty um, and for these guests who are traveling across the world, we want to give them host often properties everywhere in the world. So talking about brand ambassadors, now it's kind of a program we're spreading worldwide where all of our VAs and travelers and the people we work with, um, we've kind of given them tools to help spread the world about host often in other cities that we want to set up properties and then give them referral fees to help bring in great clients.
0: And how do you manage all these listings? For example, do you have one account on Airbnb? Are all the listings under, under one account or do you use your client's accounts? How does that work?
1: I found that using our own account works a lot better, uh, especially now, um, August 1st, yesterday, Airbnb co-host price splitting just disappeared. I'm sure a lot of people are already aware of that. So that means that the funds are all going to go to the primary account holder. So in our case as the management company, it makes sense for it all to come to our account. Um, And that lets us pay out our clients appropriately after and and keep some consistency there. Um, Yeah, we found that having the management company create the account is the ideal way to go. The only reason you wouldn't want to do that, I think, is if you're taking a really low-end property and you're worried that it would get bad reviews. Um, And I'd say that's no way to operate. You should not take any properties that don't meet your standards. But um, we're using my original Airbnb account so I've trained all my AVA's with all kinds of templates to use the same form of speech that I would use. So they will operate under my account as Sid. It's not as host often. Um, we don't use any automatic messages either. I think that's really important. We've trialed them. But yeah, all the VAs will kind of talk to people um, on my behalf through our account. Uh, If people text message, it goes through an app um, to whichever virtual assistant is on duty. And then if people call us, um, then it'll actually go to the VA who will answer and tell them that uh, my assistant is answering on my behalf.
0: What are some of the tools that you use to use all those systems like the app app? That when people sent messages and stuff that sounds pretty interesting
1: yeah uh that's called grasshopper app um it's pretty good it, it struggles a little bit internationally so it's just a phone forwarding app there's heaps of them you also use ring central for the cleaning company um and what it does is it just gives you a local number so a halifax number and when people text it or call it it will actually go to everybody who has the app so my va is get to work from home with their kids and are on the computer and they'll get the calls and the texts right, come right up on their computer. Um, Same with any Airbnb messages or anything like that just pops up on on their computer. Um, Big tool that we use are actually the G Suites tools. So Google drive. Um, uh, You were talking about systems earlier. I think last time I was on the show, I was talking about creating systems for myself for productivity, but with no business, Background: I really had no idea what business systems looked like until it was almost too late. Um, so now we're really struggling. We, well, last few months we struggled kind of building the systems after the fact. Um, and as far as systems goes, we am talking about written, audio, and video systems. So documenting absolutely all of our processes, all of the scripts that this, the team uses, and who they contact if a window's broken or if. Toilet paper runs out and pretty much everything about posting ads um, to really just standard protocols. Um, So absolutely everything now is recorded in systems. And and with Google Drive, we can just really keep building them as we go. And so people can always refer to them and and see what changes. Um, Besides that, I'd say we use maybe 30 more softwares. I mean, just for financials, we use QuickBooks, Pluto, uh, WagePoint, um, yeah, for time tracking, we're using T sheets uh, for the cleaners locally, as well as Time Doctor for the VAs. We use Trello as a project management software. Um, Price Labs helps us with pricing. So I'm not gonna list all of our softwares, but Price Labs we actually started using fairly recently. Um, And that helps automatically adjust the prices across all of our listings every day. And even while we use price labs to adjust our pricing, we still have somebody go in at least once, if not twice per day and manually adjust the pricing, which is what we've always done it's just a kind of competitive edge and should be pretty obvious for any management company. Um, You want to make the maximum amount of money for your clients. So right away, if someone gives us their Airbnb property, we're probably going to be able to make them, you know, an extra 50% more, sometimes even twice as much money with our, even with our management fee. And that's just from maximizing their average daily rate. So making sure the place is always booked. So if we're booking for $300 a month ahead tonight, we might lower to 80, just to make sure it's filling up. Um, So Price Labs helps supplement that. But um, for now, there hasn't been any perfect software across the board, which is why we have such a large team of real people. And also, what are you charging? Uh, We charge typically 25% of revenue. Um, And so that is in our local market Halifax. Uh, If we need any clients here, it'll be 25% of revenue to do absolutely everything from setting up the listing and taking photography and all of the coaching along the way to really taking over and offering, like I said, the 24 seven communication. And I'm not going to go into all of the services. I'm pretty sure everyone provides the same services, or at least I should, but um, locally we also pro- provide really robust property management services, which is something we had to learn as we go. Um, and that is everything from obviously the cleaning turnovers to you know, lawn care and getting um, maintenance down if need be, making sure that, you know, the the cable company is called if there's any issues and all of that kind of stuff. Um, and now locally, we started running another model where we, like I said earlier, want to maximize our clients' profitability. So with Halifax being a somewhat seasonal market, um, Airbnb doesn't make that much money through the winter. So we've created this versatile property management hybrid here where we will transition from short-term rentals to executive rentals which is kind of business travelers coming for one to six months and then long-term rentals so we just switch the rental model as needed to make sure that we're getting in the the most money possible so if if Airbnb is only going to bring in $2,000 a month in the winter. Well, if if we can get a long-term tenant in there for $2,500 or an executive client for $3,500, then we have that ability now just through using Craigslist and Kijiji and um, advertising on our website. But what we are really excited about um, is expanding globally. So like I talked about, before. um, Our virtual team is pretty much all over the world. They're phenomenal. We have people in Kenya, Nigeria, Philippines, Colombia, Guatemala, US, Canada, obviously. Um, And our big management team, a lot of them is in Colombia. So we are now having our virtual team be our brand ambassadors and help get us more clients in their home countries. So, you know, besides those countries, we're also expanding Um, elsewhere in Canada and the U.S., of course, but really excited about the international expansion to places like Spain and Mexico. um, So for that, we had to develop somewhat different pricing model because we're offering somewhat different services. Now, we're offering the same uh, virtual management services we would anywhere, um, but we're offering a 15% uh, rate, a 15% commission of revenue. um, And the reason being, we don't have our massive on-the-ground team there. So in Halifax, we have uh, 25 cleaners, a few property managers, and four people on the management team. So because of that, we are confident that we can provide absolute full-service property management here. So that service is added in. Other countries that we operate in, um, we can still provide the same virtual service where we're going to coordinate with the cleaners. We'll call the cable company. We'll get um, the handyman out. but we don't have our own property management companies in all of those countries. So we're having to use third-party management companies um, and then we liaise with them. Uh, so that's why we kind of have a slightly different pricing model virtually. Awesome, dudes. Yeah, yeah, it's a, it's a blast.
0: Have you, really... been to, have you been to any of these countries, by the way?
1: Uh, <laughs> I've been to... Uh, uh, I don't even know if I've been to any of the ones I've listed. I have not actually been to the countries that my my staff works for for the most part. Columbia's on the list. I'm also going to be flying Cindy down from Columbia to Halifax. um yeah the the plan was to use Airbnb set up properties in all these places and then travel around and uh, sounds familiar place yeah <laughs> but uh I think you you picked probably an ideal model, Jasper, where you're just managing your own properties um yeah, there's a, there's a quite a different workload having to manage for other clients. So for me, my time is best used kind of plugging away in the office and managing the teams and making sure the systems are all working, which so far has prevented me a little bit from traveling. So I have to trust my team and all the other countries to really act on my behalf and hopefully do as good or better than I would do. Um, but I'm looking forward to a vacation. Actually, I am taking my first really big vacation since starting the business. Tomorrow, I'm taking off for two weeks. I'm getting married. So I'm really going to be trialing my systems because I owe it to my amazing bride, Emma, to shut off my phone completely for two weeks and let's see what the team can do while I'm gone.
0: Well, congratulations. Where where are you going for your honeymoon?
1: Thanks, Jasper. Um, the honeymoon is going to get postponed. Uh, Emma actually is interning right now at the Calgary Zoo. She's on a year-long program where she's uh, she's a veterinarian and she's specializing now in, in exotic animals. So because of that, she will not be able to take time off all her time off for the wedding. So we'll uh, spend some time in Calgary in the mountains, go skiing. But the honeymoon is getting saved for twenty. Nineteen, at least, probably go to South America, stay in some of our properties. So, so
0: maybe for your honeymoon, you can go to all those countries where your VAs work.
1: Yeah, I hope so. I mean, that's that's what I really want to do, but uh, I don't think Emma's as excited because then technically it would be a business trip, which is not appropriate for a honeymoon, probably. <laughs> <laughs> all right, I understand.
0: All right, Sid Well, it was great to have you back on the show, and congratulations with your success. It sounds like you're really done an amazing job and thanks for sharing all the all the advices or any any final words that you want to share with the audience
1: uh yeah i want to sing out the intro i want to sing the jingle are we are we playing the jingle i want to i love your jingle man i want to sing it all right well go ahead sing it where are you gonna play it do i get to sing along Nice. <laughs> I don't know how to play the jingle while recording a podcast.
0: <laughs> I'm not very uh good with paid that.
1: for your pad. get paid for your pad, get paid for your pad. Wow I
0: think was- If your if your ma- if your management company ever goes down, you will always be <laughs> this famous singer.
1: Thanks. Yeah, that's how I'm to promote the company actually is through jingles. We're out. we're coming out with uh with our own uh hip-hop album for the company called airbnb so oh that's wow kind of here. That, <laughs> sounds, <laughs> that sounds super fun all right well let me know uh when
0: that's out and uh thanks again for uh for sharing your advice and to the listeners thanks for listening there'll be a podcast every every wednesday and every monday at 10 30 a.m pst you can watch a live thing on youtube and facebook and then also every Friday there's a video on the YouTube channel, so make sure to check those out and make sure to subscribe to my email list as well at getpaidforyourpet.com. You can subscribe and then you get all the updates about new content and all sorts of other goodies. So make sure to subscribe and thank you for listening and until next time,
1: goodbye. Get paid for your pet. Get paid for your pet.